0: So we do, we've got, I've got a word that I want to share. Uh, we've been doing the series uh, called Jesus Is, and then last week we did uh, Jesus Is Truth, and then this week uh, we want to do Jesus Is The Way. Now, it is the way, and, I, and I'm, I'm using that word a little bit loosely because he is he's truth, and there's some truths in how we walk and the way in which we live uh, that I want to transition uh, to. So open up your Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 5. This is where we left off uh, last week. And we've been walking through, and we haven't been doing each, you know, this is the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, We haven't been looking at every single uh, portion of this teaching that Jesus did. Uh, But I want to look at uh, a couple passages here this morning on it. Uh, But before I say that, I I want, you know, maybe a lot of you know this, maybe you don't. uh, But a lot of what Jesus is teaching here is all... Uh, regarding the spirit of obedience to the laws that have already been given. You know, the Bible says Jesus didn't come away, you know, to take away the law, but to fulfill it, right? So what, what a lot of these uh, Beatitudes and what a lot of these, the Sermon on the Mount is talking about in context is speaking, you know, to these people who know the law. They know the law. And last week we look at you know, murder, you know, do not murder. And so what Jesus is referring to is not just the actual law of do not murder or do not lie or do not commit adultery. But all these things he's talking about here is the spirit behind it, is the heart behind all of these commandments that we need to be reflective upon. What is my heart in this situation? And what are the different things that God's speaking me to? That I need to change or I need to repent of that. Of course, well, you know, everyone's raising it. Why are you talking about murder? No one's murdered. But as you noticed last week, we talked about murdering with our tongue, with our mouth, and what we say to people and how we interact with people. And there's so much there that Jesus was trying to teach us. And I want to go through a couple more sections here uh, this week. But before we do, I want to just get back to some of those foundational verses. You can stay here in Matthew. But it comes out of John 14:6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way. He is the way to the Father. He is the way, the example, the model on how we are to live our lives. He is the way. Everything we need to do is we need to look to Jesus and understand what he did and how he did it. And then further down in John 14, we looked at last week, If you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. And so the focus here that over these couple of weeks here has been looking at what has Jesus commanded us to do. And almost all the time he's talking about our heart. He's talking about our heart. And those are some of the things we're going to get into today. So let's just skip. I'm going to skip forward in my notes uh, a little bit. So we talked last week about murder uh, in our heart. And then the next section of Scripture, I'm not going to go deep into that. The next two are regarding adultery and regarding marriage. Now, uh, I would encourage you. We've already talked about Wednesday nights. I would encourage you to come and listen to those on Wednesday night. How much we'll get into some of those things, uh, we probably will. I mean, we'll probably end up touching on a lot of those things about marriage and divorce and adultery. But if you read those words, my challenge to you guys this week was, right, to read the red words, right? Mm -hmm. The challenge is those are tough words here. Men, I'm talking mostly to you. Not that women don't struggle with this, but men, these are some tough words. Whoever looks at a woman... To lust that has already committed adultery within her heart. The vigilance and diligence that men, you need to do to put aside all of those things that draw you from a temptation perspective. Your phone. the I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Take, get rid of the internet. Get rid of your phone. Go flip phone if you have to. Like, I just don't understand. Like, he talks about cutting your eyes out. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm not going. I'm getting into it. I wasn't going to. I was going to skip over this one. You know me, I mean? But, you know. We should never skip over it. But he's saying, you know, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Cast it far from you for it's more profitable for you to have one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Holy smokes. You talk about tough words of Jesus coming at us. So I would just encourage men, uh, it is a, it's a challenge in, in today's society. Look, you know, when Jesus was talking to the, to the disciples, you know, how many, they didn't have... The Women internet. Were. Women
1: were covered. There they were covered. <laughs> they didn't Mostly. have the
0: internet. They didn't have all this stuff. Yet it was yeah. still a challenge here. How much more of a challenge it is for now with the accessibility right. that we have to some of these things. And we have to be vigilant about taking those things out of our life uh, and just really being its the heart of it, right? And so I've never, I've never, you know, had an affair. I've never done this, never done that. But he's talking about the adultery in the, actually the title is adultery in the heart. In the heart. Not in the physical, but in the heart. And then marriage is the next portion. Uh, and again, we we'll probably talk about those on Wednesday night. But pick up in verse 33. Pick up in Matthew, uh, verse 33. And I wanna, I'm going to walk through uh, some of these words here of Jesus. It says, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, Do not swear at all, neither by heaven, nor For it is by God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. There no puns, though so that's kind of funny I was, as I was reading that. But let your yes be yes, and your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one, from the evil one. The deception, the accuser, the liar from the evil one. So we have to understand, again, the context and the times here that I was talking to. So many, back back in, in Bible times, uh, there wasn't as many contracts written as we have today, right? We have like, you know, your rent contract, your mortgage contract, you have an employment contract, all these contracts. Many times they would, it was by your word. Your word was your oath. Your word is what you had was your commitment. Your word was your commitment. And what Jesus is saying here, what he's talking about is, you know, we're not to use the Lord's name in vain. And what he's saying is that is one of the ten commands. What he's saying here, don't use the Lord's name in vain. Don't swear upon something that is of God or, you know, is of this higher uh, level of, of God in our lives. He's saying don't use that name in vain. So the first word, so there's three things really that I feel like the Lord has spoke to me about in this passage of Scripture that's important for us to know as Christians, as trying to follow Jesus' commands. Is The very first thing is is about our word. It's our commitment. Our word is our commitment. And it says about don't swear on anything. Don't swear on your mother's grave. Don't swear on this. Don't swear to God. Don't all these swears things. Now, I'm not talking about your civic duty. I'm not talking about, you know, when you go into a courtroom, you got to put your right hand on the Bible. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you God, right? It is not what I'm talking about here. But I'm talking about as we speak to one another, as we tell the truth, don't make false testimonies. Don't make things up about other people that truly aren't true. If you weren't there, don't be speaking about it as if you were there.
1: Amen. Yeah, That's I mean,
0: there's so many times that that happens in our life. So in my home, mom, dad, hopefully you're watching. Mom, we're praying for you. Uh, you know, there was something called a promise in my family.
1: It was, really your, was it really your mom who drove it?
0: It might have been my mom. It was, it, both of them held, I mean, held fast to yeah. it, right? Yeah, but my mom, I, just, I think. Every story
1: I've heard has been your mom. Been,
0: been driven by it. Yeah. So in my house growing up, you know, I think we use words very lightly
1: yeah.
0: in, nowadays. And, I, we, you know, we use the word love. Like, it, you know, I, I love, love
1: hamburgers. You know, I love
0: hamburgers. I love football. I mean, really? Really? Let's look at the word love. Yeah. You know, what we that really means. We dilute its meaning. Yeah. And we do that with promises, too. And, you know, it's not like this is a parenting moment, but it applies to parenting as well. Uh, in my home growing up, it was like, if you made a promise, it was as good as done. It was as good as done. Mm-hmm. And I remember just growing up, like, you know, I would ask the question, like, can we go to Dorney Park? So Dorney Park, where I grew up, was like Waldemere
1: Times on steroids, right? <laughs> so
0: three. we grew up there in the Lehigh Valley. Like, Dorney Park was like this great amusement park. And it was like, oh, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to go there. And my mom and my dad would be like, I'd be like, Dad, come on, promise me. Promise me that we will go. Please just promise me that we will go to this place. And they'd be like, no, we can't promise because we're not totally 100% sure mm-hmm. that that's going to be able to happen. Uh, But if they did say, you know what, Jason? I promise you we're going to go to this ball game. I promise you we're, you know, Doherty Park or wherever. I knew for a fact that it was going to happen. Maybe you had to change times a little bit, whatever, but I held on to that promise. And so each and every one of us, what Jesus tells us here is that needs to be our word. Our word needs to be like that deep of a commitment of a promise that when we say it, it's like absolutely guaranteed that this is the way it's going to be. Now, I know circumstances come up. I know situations come up. So the warning here is be careful. What you promise. Right. Be careful what you promise. Do not use that word lightly. Do not use that word uh, just indignantly or just whatever you know, throwing it out there. It is such an important word. It is our commitment. It is our promise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's carried over into our house, and I'm super thankful. Yeah, I wrote second it.
0: generation, right? We
1: are second generation promise keepers, um, <laughs> and in our house, it's very. There's a big distinguishing line between what you said. And what she promised. Mm. Um, Because, yes, I said that we would try to go, Mm. but it's not working out, so we're not going. The only thing you can count on is a Mm. promise. Um, I know that I often try to force the promise out of him. Um, Not often, but there's been a couple. There's been actually one, and this would be appropriate for the marriage thing. There was one. I knew, and I made him, it was a big promise. I put one of responsibility in his hands mm. and made him promise yeah. something. And I knew I well, it didn't make me, but I elicited, I wanted yeah, this you to is, promise.
0: Is this, this going to be for This real. is when, you when we were, were dating. Promise this. Yeah. So
1: you can infer what the promise was. Well, I needed him to own <laughs> a certain part of our dating relationship and promise that it would be kept pure, you know, and that no... People r- are wondering, why? why oh, what could you
0: possibly be talking about? But this about?
1: was right before we were dating. <laughs> um, this was even before we got married. Yeah. So it's like we we had a dating promise. Yeah, it's my face flushing you. You're getting a drink, so maybe you're flushed. <laughs> Whenever you talk marriage stuff, he gets really goofy. You should see him on Wednesdays. Come on Wednesdays. You'll see this guy. Whew. But we are second-generation promise yeah. keepers. And I won't say it. My kids try to elicit the promise. Mom, mm. do you promise? Do you promise? No way. Yeah. I do not promise mm. because we just use it so it's like sacred. Yeah. It's sacred. The promise is sacred That's in right. our house.
0: Um, and so the second part of this, so the first part is, you know, it, it's your word or your commitment. Second one is follow through. So that's great you can say it, but there's always a second piece where you actually have to follow through. So once you commit to doing that, you have to be the the person that follows it through. I've committed to stay through the semester. You know, I mean, there are certain things that God has so many things. And I remember a certain camp that we went to you know last last year for youth and it was at a camp and it was a big challenge it was very difficult and the word was just like stick with it stick with it there's opposition coming it's the enemy does not want to see what's going to happen and what happened is there's were young ladies possibly who are even in this room that got filled with the holy spirit baptized with the holy spirit with evidence and speaking in tongues that happened on a thursday night or a friday at the end of camp because they stuck with it they said you know what i've committed to go to this camp, and even though I want to go home, and I want to go cry, and go home to mom and dad, and they had every right to, if they would have come home, nobody would have blamed them, nobody would have been like, you know what, that's totally okay, but they stuck with their commitment, God has so many blessings, so many things at the end of our commitment to saying the yes or the no, whatever it might be, and I know I put in here a little parenting tip, so let your yes be yes, and your no be no, like for parenting, it's like the kids can smell If that yes really isn't a yes or especially, you know, in our house, if the no really isn't a no. Daddy, can I have a snack? You know, no, no, not right now. Oh, and they know that oh, I'm not know, super you're, you're serious you're about movable, that, right? Yeah. That I'm movable. And they just come in, and they just, well, Dad, but I'm really hungry and I feel like dinner's gonna be late. And you know what I mean? We're gonna we haven't had lunch since like it's been like eleven thirty, like maybe I could just have maybe a healthy snack. And you're just like, ah, just I don't know. And then like five minutes later they come back, like, yeah, but dad, you know, what about and, and I end up saying yes. You do. And I end up saying yes. He's very movable. But, which is, which, what the point of this all is, is though, if you're going to say I have a yes and say I have a no, there's so many times in our life that we have to stand firm in those things. And that's a silly example. And you can be flexible on whether or not you have a snack sometimes. But, yeah. what I, but what I'm saying is is it opens the door that people know, like, ah, you know what I mean? The authority level, too, mm-hmm. that we talked about earlier. Ah, maybe that yes really isn't a yes. Ah, maybe that no. They don't really mean what they say. Yeah. You know, culturally, for us, there are cultures that don't really mean what they say. But for us, in this culture, we should mean what we say. Yeah. yeah?
1: Well, and the yeses and the nos, even in the snack example, we give our yeses and nos too quickly. Yeah. You know, um, we just give them too quickly. We don't really consider. I tend to be someone who says no quickly to my children yeah. um, because I just don't want to be bothered <laughs> with getting the snack. Yeah. So I'll just say, no, you can wait until dinner. And then they push a little bit. And because I didn't have a, a really solid, my, my reason for saying no was selfish. So it's not really on solid ground. Then I, I'm i movable. Yeah. But if I say, hold on, I don't have an answer. Let me think about it for a minute. And I really think through. I can come to a quality yes. Yeah. And I can come to a quality no. Yeah. In which case it's not movable. Yeah.
0: And so then the third, the third thing here uh, in this passage, and I don't know how much further we'll go here this morning. But the third thing is, uh, which I believe is the most important, is, is at the very end it says, your yes be yes, your no be no, for whatever is more than this is from the evil one. I truly believe that God is talking to us, that we have the ability to hear from the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to know what the things to say yes to and what things to say no to. And no matter what comes against it, no matter what comes up against it, you know, is the thing about being before we are married, right? I mean there are things that when you make this commitment, this yes and this no. And in this time, you know, I, I guess different peoples, you know, in their Christian walks, I've heard like people have like themes in their Christian walk. Themes that they teach on or themes that are an overflow, themes of their testimony, Right. really, you know, whether it be faith or healing or this or that, their message, their message for us, it is the message of hearing from the Holy Spirit, hearing from God and then being obedient to, to those God. actions, to yes. those things. And that's what I see when I see this, let your yes be yes and your no be no. It's being of such certainty, mm-hmm. of such discernment that the Holy Spirit taking your time and saying, you know what, this is a yes and then going with it. Or this is a uh-huh. no. And knowing that the Holy Spirit said no. And No matter what anybody thinks. No matter what anybody says. Uh-huh. No matter whatever comes against it. We will not change what he said to go do. Because Amen. whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So when we begin to get tossed around by the wind and the waves. And these things are coming at us. And we start waving on whether or not this is what God really told us. We begin to start, you know, well, did I really mean it? I don't know if I really meant it that way. And We have to remember that the Holy Spirit has spoken to us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, um, in the face of suffering, that's how I'm going to add that in the face of suffering. Um, if we, if we live a gospel that is to avoid pain and avoid Mm -hmm. suffering, we will not walk in obedience. We will not walk as Christ walked. And that's a sobering, that's a sobering thought. When your yes is yes, your no is no, and your promise is secure. Then suffering has no bearing on it. Suffering has no bearing on it. Suffering is something that Um, You endure in faith knowing that God is working, that he's bringing good, that you are growing in faith. And this is where the community of believers is so important Mm. in coming and exhorting and encouraging one another in the walk of faith. The walk of faith is not a walk without suffering. Mm. Um but we just circles back around to the flesh screaming, yeah you know, and it 's screaming, you know all like let 's be reasonable, um you know, sure, God said to build your family, but six is enough. What are you doing? like right. be reasonable here, right. you you know, use wisdom, you know how are you going to pay for all of this? All of these things came well. Right. The Lord has spoken some pretty powerful words over Maggie Mae, the eighth one. Am yeah. I glad, yeah. you know, that I didn't look to the left or the right. I know this isn't about me, and this isn't yeah. a, like to two more. But I'm just yeah. saying, when the Lord has a call on your life, or when he's laid out a plan, and you've heard from the Holy Spirit, and you have co- godly confirmation, mm. that is so key. Mm. That is how you stay out of deception. That's right. You have <laughs> got to have godly confirmation. That's Otherwise, right. you have people saying that God told them kooky things right. that God totally didn't tell them. That, right. Or <laughs> even... Not kooky things, but things that are off. Mm. You have to have godly um, you have to have godly yeah, confirmation right? and you have to be submitted. Mm. So those are two caveats because or I Or the love... time.
0: The time frame is so important too. But that's Sometimes what times it's like, well the Lord told me to do this. Did he tell you to do it right now? Right. And so many people just jump out and run off and go do something immediately when maybe the timing wasn't now. Yeah. Maybe it is now, but you have to be able to discern that. Which comes from confirmation and godly counsel in your life as yeah.
1: well. Yeah. When I talked about taking the time with the kids to make a quality yes or quality no, that is um, mm. the same as taking the time. If you're going to commit to suffer for obedience, mm. then you have to be certain, mm. certain that you're headed toward the mark, and that whatever comes against you, you're headed toward yeah. the mark, and you yeah. can fight against. Mm. You can fight against opposition along the way. But if your mark is, if you're not living um, in submission to authority, Mm. and if you do not have godly confirmation, then you might be fighting against people who are trying to bring you into alignment because your mark is off. That's right. It is so, it's like the more certain you are and more, you're safe. You're safe because of being submitted to authority. Sweet. and um having godly confirmation mm. not just hearing what your ears want to hear Amen. this is huge Amen. it's huge <clears> throat> because throat> then your yes is yes That's and right. your no is no right. along the walk right. and along the way right. and you can be certain mm. that you are hearing from mm. the lord and you are you are going toward that end and you know that his faithfulness is there Amen. you are headed toward the great reward Amen. and you don't have to you don't have to fear being deceived. Right. along the way because you've already for, at the get-go, you've already at the beginning submitted yourself to godly Amen. authority.
0: <clears throat> Amen. I want to read uh, the last portion of scripture if you want to go to James uh, chapter 1. As you were saying, and I had a portion of James chapter 1 in here, but I just flipped to it because there's more. Uh, it kind of just sums up everything we've been talking about. We'll, we'll close with this. <clears throat> it says uh, James uh, chapter 1 uh, verse starting in verse 2. It says, My brethren, then count it all joy When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, the testing of the yeses and the Mm. noes. You know, we we live in a a world where we live in America and we're so thankful for our freedom. What's that? America. America. We live in America. We're so thankful for the freedom that we have. But many of us are not necessarily persecuted for saying yes to Jesus. People are coming up to us and yelling at us and you know have, you know throwing stuff at us and says, "You know what I mean are you a follower of jesus? you are you know will our yes be yes right. in those situations because there's a time coming in the future where, food to our yeah families. yeah where there are some very difficult times will you compromise that yes, will you compromise that no, and we just need to be able to just Press into him, hear from the Holy Spirit, and be assured of this. And so the rest of this verse says that knowing that this produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So if any of you lacks wisdom... What is my yes and what is my no? If you lack wisdom, what does it say? Let him ask God who gives liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. This is one of the Seeds Family Worship memory scriptures our our family is doing uh, that the kids have been learning. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, and he gives it to you. So that wisdom will help us know the yeses and the noes. Because then in verse 6 it says, But let him ask in faith, like we talked about earlier, without doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave being driven, tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double minded man, unstable in all his ways. So we have to ask the Lord what is it? What is my answer to this situation? Take it to him in prayer. Right. And I just encourage our entire church family or anybody who's watching this is so, 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 such an important part of our walk with the Lord. Learning to hear his voice. Be still. Know that he is there. It says that, you know, the sheep hear the shepherd's voice. And that the Holy Spirit is available to us to be able to hear from him. To be able to be led by him. To be guided by him. To have wisdom in all situations. And it's so important now. And it's only seemingly gets, I mean, every generation probably says this, but it seemingly gets is getting more and more and more important. Because decisions like whether or not you go to the grocery store mm-hmm. today has a different impact than, than whether or not you went to the grocery store three months ago. Right. You didn't think twice about going to the grocery right. store. Now you have to go between this hour and this hour. They may only let certain number of people in, and you need to hear clearly from the Lord. And I'm not trying to be like, oh my gosh, get everybody in panic mode. I can't make any decision. I haven't heard from God. I need food, but I'm not sure if I should go. What I am saying is that we need to be led by the inner voice of the Lord. And if you're in the parking lot and He says don't go in, then don't. don't go in. Go home come back a, come back another time
1: and it takes practice so that's what i read mm. here count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience mm. we practice this walk we practice this walk so that when the day mm. of testing truly comes when days when the decisions are life and death we're ready yeah. God doesn't I mean mm. he's so good, he's so loving. He doesn't he didn't start us out yeah. on life and death decisions. Right. He gave us the opportunity as young marrieds mm. to hear his voice and to learn how to filter And learn what his leading felt like and what his leading sounded like versus a spirit of fear. Which is a, a spirit of fear is a counterfeit to the voice of God. I mean, the enemy tries so hard to sound like God, to do like God, but it's counterfeit. And he's clever. It's not like, oh, well, that silly devil, I'm just going to step on his head. Yeah, we are going to crush his head, but we're going to do it through through a vigilant and a wrestling and a growing of our faith. Um, And standing on the word. Yeah. Um, This reminds me of... Hold on. This happens. This reminds me of... We went to the movies. We were going to the movies as a family. Oh, yeah. And we were (laughs) leaving our house. And we were leaving some of the kids home to watch the littler kids. And we were taking Eva to see a movie for the very first time. Yeah. She was so excited. And I really wanted to go together. Me and him and her. Um, and so we set everything up at home. And I kind of had a little bit of a, just a little blip of
0: hmm. pause. Maybe, a pause. Yeah, That's yeah. what we call a it. Pause. I had a little bit of a pause so as I was getting ready. Views, yeah.
1: But I just, I pray on it and I make sure there's no fear attached to it, which means there's no visions with it of horrible things that might happen when we leave. Yeah, which is not from That's the That's fear. That's yeah. not from the Lord. But there was no visions attached to it. I just had a pause. So I continue to get ready. We get in the car. I said to him, do you feel okay about leaving the kids home tonight? And he was like, let me pray about it for a minute. So we start driving from our house to Tinseltown. It's about a 20-minute drive. Yeah. And about 10 minutes in the drive, he's like, why did you ask? And I was like, I don't know. I kind of have a pause. Hmm. And so we prayed about it for the rest of the way to Tinseltown. We sat in the parking lot, and he said, you take her to the movies. I'm going to drive back home. I will come back and get you. I was so disappointed that he wasn't going to come yeah. in the movie. Sure. It was, I wanted to
0: see the movie. Right.
1: It was so inconvenient <laughs> for him to have driven us there. Now right. he's going to go home for two hours. Then he's going to come back. I mean, there was nothing convenient about this, right. but there was peace. That's right. There, we weren't pushed. There was no fear. There was right. no fear at all. Right. And he, he dropped us off. He went back home. He came right. back and got us. So we lived our life that night in right. peace. Right. In the peace of right. God. So but well, it, what
0: happened? It's something, I don't know. I don't know what was avoided, mm-hmm. what happened, but maybe it was some, sometimes a test of our obedience. I mean, we don't know all right. the things, uh, you know, that, that comes at us and, and why we do certain right. things. And maybe we, something was avoided. So many times when we obey the voice of the Lord, something was right. avoided. Right. And right. you can't look back and say, well, I didn't get this to happen. This big destruction didn't happen, so I don't have this great testimony. But you know what? Can I tell you? So yeah. many times he has avoids those mm-hmm. things in your life, or you're able to avoid those things. By hearing the Holy Spirit, we have a
1: ton- we have a, a lot us. of testimonies of when the voice of the Lord spoke to us mm. and things, things either we we didn't obey completely, sure. and so we saw the danger yeah. that was right there seeking to devour, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so we have those stories, and that's how that's how we learned. Right. That's how we learned the importance of this. So we're right. not moved that no nothing bad happened. Praise God because you went home because right. you went home right. and you were with those kids in that right. house. Right. Um, And we had peace. That's what happened. That's what happened. We obeyed the Lord and had peace. But we have a lot of stories of learning, of getting to that that place where we have confidence.
0: Well, church, Jesus is the way. He is the way. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the way. And we have to make him Lord of our life in every area, submitting all to him. And we need to hear his voice through the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us directing our paths uh, in which way we need to go. Uh, So my challenge for you this week is, you know, remember Psalm 27 and 28 said that earlier, I challenge you to read that, but also continue to read the red letters and just meditate on it for a little bit. What is Jesus commanding us to go do? And spend some time as we talked about Bible study and just in the Word and being obedient to the things that He's calling. And many times as you're reading the Word, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Maybe even something that's not even about the passage that you're you're reading and He just speaks something to you and just penetrates your heart and says, call this person, forgive that person, Repent of this. What yeah. I mean is just, man, when you get in God's word and in His presence, lives are transformed yeah. and lives are changed. You don't need a Sunday morning Facebook live service right. to make that happen.
1: Right now, this time before service today, and now throughout this whole thing, are your roots going deeper? Mm. That's the question. Are are the roots of your walk with the Lord? Are your roots going deeper? Mm. Um, mm. And they need to be deep in order to be wide. Mm. You know, so many people get a revelation and they want to preach. Mm. You know, but it's, it's, it's revelation lived, you know, and he lived out and, and worked out through trials and testings and all of these things. How deep are your roots and are they going deeper during this time of um, staying at home? Man, God is not concerned necessarily if your closets are cleaner, if you know, your body is slimmer or bigger, he's not concerned with it. He's he, he really, this is a time for the church to be weaned mm. off of those things that all of us—this isn't just you guys; this yeah. is us too—to be weaned off of Amen. those things that we were we were holding on to for our spiritual nourishment. We were holding on to certain ideas and certain things to feed us, feed us, feed me, feed me. Mm. And this is a time where we can get alone before the Lord in each and every household. And I'm talking teenagers. I'm talking to you too. Amen. I'm talking <laughs> to I'm talking to kids, man. We are we are um, really. Our roots are going deeper in our family discipleship. I can say that. Mm-hmm. I can. Say they are. They are. And I know you all probably think, oh, well, you're Pastor Jason Elizabeth, eight kids. You guys probably did all kinds of awesome spiritual things. Go ahead and think that if you want to. But <laughs> we are just regular people. We weren't doing awesome spiritual things. Yeah. God is faithful and he's good. And we right. were walking in his ways. But wow, what... Where it's gone yeah. since the stay-at-home time. Next level. It's next level. And it's it's what my heart wanted to be doing all along.
0: Right. Right? right. It's what every parent wants. The spirit, spirit is willing, yeah. but the flesh, flesh is
1: weak. It's in Matthew. It's I looked down. it up yeah. this morning. Right. Um, I think it's in Matthew 28, but I'm not positive. So um, I just want to leave you with that exhortation. Mm-hmm. Go deeper mm-hmm. in the Lord. Mm-hmm. This is the time to get and find a prayer place. Find, find the <clears throat> you know, the closet, yeah. lock the kids out and tell them this is Bible time. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man, God will honor you for for taking a set time and making it holy unto Amen. him Amen. each day.
0: Let's close in prayer. Uh, church, if you've got a prayer request or need, again, you can send those in to prayer at ecfchurch.org, or you can just raise your hand right now wherever you're at. And the Lord sees your hands. I don't see him, but the Lord sees your hands. And he wants to minister to you this morning. He wants to bring life into your body. He wants to bring restoration to your relationships. And this is what he does, because he's a good God and he's a good Lord. So it's just, if you've got a need in your life, just raise your hand and we want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your good, good, good goodness, Lord. Father, all good things come from you, Father. You are the Father of lights. Father, your mercies are new every day. And so, Father, you see every hand raised, every need that is being stretched up to you, every need that's being cast to you as they raise their hands up. Father, I just ask you to meet those needs, whether they be financially, whether it be physically, whether it be relationally, whether it be spiritually. Father, maybe there are people just putting up their hands even now saying, I want to make this commitment to study the Bible more, to learn more. I'm going to read the red letters this week. And you are seeing that commitment, Father. They just just want to make that yes in front of you. They want to make that commitment in front of you this morning or this evening whenever they're watching it. And so, Father, I just ask that you strengthen each and every one of us. We thank you for your Son. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that can lead us and guide us. I pray that each person hears your voice clearly so that our yeses can be yes and our noes can be no. that we're not tossed around by the wind and the waves of the situations that we face in this life or the trials or the tribulations or even the testings. But Father, our faith, our trust, our hope is in you and in you alone. And we submit all these things to you. And we rejoice and thank you for your healing touch, your healing power in all areas of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us this morning. We love you guys. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Wednesday. That's it. Yeah, Wednesday night. Join us at 630 for a marriage Q&A and send those questions in if you have them. All right. See ya.